guys. What's up? We back. Hello. 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 Hey, 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 hey. It's just Yes, we are back for episode 50, bitch. What? It's wild. Wild. Can you imagine episode is- 50? Wow. Sometimes <laughs> it pays to just keep going and keep building. And it's dope. So dope. Yes, and if, yeah. if you're joining us for the first time, Tinseltown Tea is where Corey and I, and when I say I, I mean Judith, we are the hosts of Tinseltown Tea. And basically, we talk about all the things um, important for uh, Black and Brown writers, screenwriters, and creatives. We yeah. go through a would you rather for a little icebreaker. Then we drop a little tidbit knowledge, you know, in no better, do better. Then we go <laughs> into the news segment because, you know, there's always something popping here in Tinseltown, a.k.a. Hollywood. But, of course, we focus on the Black and Brown creatives, what's going on there, because, quite frankly, you can turn to any other news source for the rest of it, child. And then... <laughs> Um, <laughs> period, and that's facts. So, and then main segment, sometimes we do a script read. Sometimes we have an interview. Last time we had Darnell Brown on, he was great. Yeah. Um, sometimes we just give you resources we love to share. And yeah, sometimes we do a little review. This time, you know, we're going to do a script read and we're going to reveal what it is a little bit later on but you know if you be reading titles and descriptions and stuff you already know child you already know okay um and then of course one of our favorite segments is niggas you should know people in the industry who are either writers creatives uh composers whatever in the industry making a name for themselves and we just give them a shout out and we show them some love and we just let y'all know hey these are some niggas you should know period so yeah that is um, Tinseltown Tea for you um, with the great work that Corey's been doing on the social media. Y'all, there's more of y'all. Like, welcome. Thank you for joining. Hello. Us. Hello. Hello. And with that, let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> oh. Our first segment is our Would You Rather? And we show icebreaker. And today, it's going to be a little film-related one, you know, because why the fuck not? So, would you rather be an extra, an extra, mm. in an Oscar-winning movie? Ooh. So, it won an Oscar, but you're just an extra. Right. Or, would you rather be the lead in a box office bomb? Ooh. What do you yeah. think, Jesus? The accolades Ooh. or just the trash? But you're the lead, though, of the trash. You're the queen of the trash. What do you think? Mm, That's hard. That's hard. Queen of the trash. Some people, that's hard because some people have made a living off of like trash stuff, right? Facts. Like, give me the checks, you know? Um, It was a bomb. It was a box office bomb, but you're still the lead though. Yeah. I think, okay, for me, I think it would have to be an extra, an Oscar winning movie. Because that way, if I'm on set, I can network, you know what I mean? Get close to the right people. And maybe that can help me like solidify some of the next projects. And you never know what that could lead to. I'm also thinking about like the bad press. I I am not, you know, 
unfortunately i'm just not in a place where it's just like i don't give a fuck what you hoes think no i'll read an article and weep and like eat my feelings <laughs> it would be it'll be awful <laughs> it'll be like it, it will oh. so uh <laughs> so yeah i'm not strong enough for um that yet um so yeah i think i would much rather um yeah i'd, I'd rather be an extra the spotlight's not on me yet but i'm still strategizing making moves and seeing you know how i can you know move up and um you know expand from there at least that's my way of thinking i'm sure if you do the other way you can just get bigger checks off top but you know yeah what about you um so yeah i think i would be i would be the lead in a box office bomb because the bitch just she just she just gotta be she's gotta be you know in the mix you know hey <laughs> While I was in the Oscar winning movie, like, I don't have, you know, I don't got no clout. I was just an yep. extra, like, yeah. oh, you see me for like a second. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, oh, that's my arm. You know, I'm trying to be all up in that thing, like, eh, yeah. you know, so yeah. I would do that because that's don't good. you still get, even if it bombed, I think I would technically still get paid. Yeah, my I monkeys. think, yeah. Yeah. I would technically get paid my monties. And, you know, a lot of people, they have some bombs in their career, but then they, they do true. other shit. People forget That's about true. it. So. That's true. I think and I would I would do the lead just so I can yeah. get the experience. Yeah. And, you know, collect my coins at the same time because whether y'all went to see it or not, a bitch got paid. And hey. it's fake. No print. That's printers. true. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And, you know, like you said, it, if it's not even, if it's not a career-defining shit, it's just like, it's okay. Yeah. Like I was in a little rom com or something, and it just, it just didn't take off. I'd be like, okay, bitch, I'm good. Right. But I, I do feel you because if I saw a review, I would have to just not read it. I'm yeah, I'd have to be in a bubble. Yeah, I'd have I'm to like, be I'm in the silent. NBA bubble, just literally there. <laughs> just, I know nothing. I just know I don't. <laughs> you know. I see nothing either. I, nothing. So, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Well, that makes sense. Corey gonna get her coins and I'm gonna stay in the background, rewinding oh, my uh one arm and the shot time. Go back, go back. <laughs> there I go. Hey, done made it. You see that elbow? <laughs> you see it, you see it, lotion and everything. I made sure no, no ash on um that. So Oscar winning show now. Come on. Uh <laughs> so okay. Enough of that. Let's get into no better, do better. Yeah. Uh. So this week's no better, do better. I got y'all. It should be real quick, simple, easy. Um. So yeah, make sure you embrace the journey, no matter what it looks like. Um. I've learned that. I am learning that. I should say, and I thought I would share that with y'all. I'm very much an impatient person. Um, I'm very much type A, so I want to get to the destination. I'm not one of those, like, enjoy the journey as you get there. I don't want to do all that. I want to get to the place where I'm making all the money. I want to get to the place where all my scripts are made. I want to get to the place where all the things are done and everything is going well. Now, I'm learning that's not how life works, apparently, which is, you know, some bullshit. I'm going to be going before the Lord about that, but that's fine. But um, we have people who have come before us who drop knowledge and wisdom. Um, and I found this quote from Octavia Spencer. If you don't know who she is, she is a, I believe, Golden Globe, like, Oscar-nominated, Oscar-winning actress. 
Um, yes. she's, you've seen her, I think, in a, a horror film called Ma, I think. She was in, mm-hmm. um, of course, ooh, what is that where she made Hidden a pie? Figures. Yes, Hidden oh, Figures. Yeah. But the other one, the one where she made a pie, the help? The, the help, there we go. There we go. So she was in that along with uh, Viola Davis. Um, but she, I mean, Google her. You should know who she is. Um, so yes, here's a quote that she had. And she kind of like, for context, was talking about like throughout her life, kind of what she learned, right? So she says, at 21, you can live life with reckless abandon, as reckless as your abandon is. Then at 30, there are the supposed to be's. You're like, I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed to be doing that. You start measuring your life by what you think you're supposed to be doing. Haven't recently turned 40, it's like, what the hell? Why am I worried about what I'm supposed to be doing? What do I want to do? You became you become fine with wherever the road takes you. So really the last part is like, you become fine with wherever the road takes you, at least on her journey. And I'm like, I want to be there because there's something about being content and like going with the journey that can help you um, honestly last through it. Cause if you get so frustrated, it's easy to give up and like think you're never gonna get to that destination. And you'll have unfair expectations. I know I'm in my 30s, so I am all up in the, I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed to have that. I'm supposed to do da 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 And I'm like, it's not here yet. Again, the ancestors have forsaken me. Why, Lord, why? And it's just like, that's not, that's not, that's not how it's supposed to be. You know, wherever you are in the journey, you have to embrace that and, you know, not worry about what you're supposed to be, but like, really talk about what you want to be doing and just continuing to have yeah. vision and focus on that and however long it takes you if you get there that's the most important that's the most important part mm-hmm. and you know even in the in the journey there's like in the journey like you know i met Corey. now we have a podcast together you know you start meeting people you start connecting with other people you start you know writing things you start discovering yourself there is a beauty in the journey not just yes. the destination you know so I'm learning that, but I just wanted to share that with y'all. I'm going to work on my patience. And uh, yeah, and I apologize to the ancestors for saying they've forsaken me. Please don't leave me. I need you so much. Um, so yeah, I think, so that's, yeah, that's how I feel about that. What about you, Corey? What do you think about that? I think she is so right. I feel like, and me personally, just having anxiety anxiety diagnosed anxiety so i'm always thinking ahead and thinking i'm supposed to be doing this this that and the other and the thing is bitch i'm still young as hell but in my mind i'm like i'm a six-year-old bitch (laughs) 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 should be so much further than i am without even giving myself credit for what I have done mm-hmm. now. And, and the thing is, when you're always thinking ahead or thinking about where you should be or what you're supposed to be doing, you're not grateful right. for what you have at the present moment. And if you're not grateful for where you're at now, then you will never get to where you want to be because you'll, and then when you do achieve what it is that you are just dying to achieve mm-hmm. or wherever you're dying to be or wherever you're supposed to be, you right. won't be happy. So, um, I think it's great advice. I mean, I take advice from anybody who has lived that life and 
anybody who is a lot older than me, I'm listening. Yes, yes, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes, the fuck, ma'am. Like I am taking it all yep. in, and I think she's right. Mm-hmm. Just, just be fine. Like, cause any you can plan shit out and think you're supposed to be here, but right. does anything ever go the way we want it to? No, nope. it don't. <laughs> what is the point of mm-hmm. sitting here like? thinking about what I should be doing. I should have this many scripts or I should have um, have this produced by now. I should be in a writer's room right. by now. Like, what is the point of doing all that when you don't even know where your journey is going to end up going? Most of the, the most exciting things are things that aren't planned. So right. Right. I definitely agree with everything she said. And yeah, just be grateful. My tidbit is just be grateful for where you're at yes, right now. In and try not to be stressing about what you think you should be doing because let me my favorite thing to think about is Ava Ava DuVernay did not pick up a freaking camera until she was like I don't know how old she is now but she was a lot older than me and Judith so and look at her now you know like things nothing happens overnight and you can't be just comparing to where other people are or thinking you're supposed to be here you are right where you supposed to be Mm -hmm. at this moment so facts i totally agree with all that octavia thank you sis yes ma'am once again for getting me together all the way that's all all the way (laughs) because your girl needed it thanks Mm -hmm. (laughs) with the word with the word okay thank you judith for that beautiful quote yes ma'am beautiful pick me up for for us and for all those listening Mm -hmm. so we're just gonna move right into our news segment we have some cool things going on you know holidays coming up so it's a lot of holiday themed stories we have here i'm excited for everything nice we'll start with (coughs) sorry i don't got the wrong y'all no so we will start <laughs> disclosure. <laughs> got to run. It's okay. <laughs> we will start with jingle, jingle. Ooh. Um. Jingle Jangle, which is a Christmas journey. Mm. It's a movie that will be coming out on Netflix in November. It's going to be a Black Christmas musical. Ah. Come on. Has a star-studded cast. Ready. Uh, produced by John Legend and written and directed by David E. Talbert. Mm. Starring Forrest Whitaker, which, come on. Hello, <laughs> love. Anika Nani Rose, love. Legend. Even Michael Key, love. Come on. Felicia Rashad, yeah. I mean, period. <laughs> Legend. Legend. Oh, <laughs> and newcomer, Madeline Mills, who I believe okay. is the... The young little baby that will be playing, um, she gonna be playing the the main character, I believe. Okay, nice. So super, super exciting to see this. I'll read the official description for y'all people who love reading official descriptions. A musical adventure and a visual spectacle for the ages. Jingle Jangle of Christmas Journey is holy, and they spell holy W H O L L Y, which means it's wholesome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and spirited family holiday event set in the glorious, gloriously vibrant town of Cobbletown. Okay. The film follows legendary toy maker, what type of name? Geronicus Jangle. Okay. Okay. That's such a black Christmas name. Truly. Truly. <laughs> Truly. This nickname, Geronicus Jangle. 
I dare you. That's his great. Veronica's Jangle, and that's who Forrest Whitaker plays. Mm-hmm. And his fanciful inventions burst with whimsy and wonder. That's so but funny. when his trustest, a trusted apprentice, who's played by Keegan Michael Key, steals his most prized creation, it's up to his equally bright and inventive granddaughter, played by Miss Madeline Mills, and a long forgotten invention to hold old wounds and re- reawaken the magic within so that was a super christmasy ass official okay. i you know i ain't hating though i love me some some christmas movies i will be watching because yeah I love yeah i'll be watching that um, just because yeah, of I, his I, name yeah jeronic is okay i'm there i'm watching okay. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't say in the description what role miss felicia will be playing but okay. either way i'm tuning the fuck in you can watch the full trailer on the YouTube. Nice. Or you can go to Strong Black Leads Instagram. I believe they posted the trailer on there. And it's, nice. just, it's, it's a good it's a good Instagram overall to be to be perusing. Yeah. If you want yeah. to see what's black and what's on Netflix. So yeah. go to Strong Black Lead and look it out. Shout out to Strong Black Lead. Yeah, they're doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. So next one I'm really excited for because y'all know I'm a dark bitch and I love me a good horror movie. <laughs> good or bad. I watch them all. I'm telling y'all. So Bell is a horror movie starring Loretta Devine. What? Come on. Come on. It's starring Loretta Devine, my auntie. Um, It's going to be a horror movie. And it also stars Omari Hardwick. Oh, Lord. Okay. Okay, ghost. Mm -hmm. Okay. so, okay, it's called Spell, and the official synopsis, I can never say this word, synopsis. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so while flying to his father's funeral in rural, rural Appalachia, mm-hmm. an intense storm causes Marquise, who is Omari Hardwick, to lose control of the plane carrying him and his family. So he's actually flying the plane. Okay. Wow. Wow. So he, he awakens wounded, alone, and trapped in Miss Eloise's, who is Loretta Devine's attic. Jeez. And she claims that she can nurse him back to health with the Bukati, which is a hoodoo figure. Hoodoo is another version of voodoo. voodoo. Mm-hmm. And she has made that. So she made a hoodoo figure from his blood and his skin. Okay. That is. And. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, God. This looks terrifying. Actually, I don't even know. I don't. Okay. So. <laughs> Unable to call for help, Marquise desperately tries to outwit and break free from her dark magic and save his family from a sinister ritual before the rise of the blood moon. <gasps> oh my God. That sounds terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. 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 Mm-hmm. So I'm. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen Loretta Devine in something so dark. Yes. I'm, so I'm excited. Yeah. Okay, range. Okay. Yeah. Range. Yes. That um, part. So it will be released via premium video on demand and digital in time for Halloween on October 30th from Paramount Home Entertainment. Mm. So I don't really know what that means, but I'm guessing that you can find it, I don't know, on iTunes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Wherever you buy like on demand stuff these days, I don't right. buy on demand stuff, but I'm guessing right. Amazon right. or. That's why I get, I get it all on Amazon. Yeah. Yep. So let's just say Amazon, iTunes, mm-hmm. or if you have the on-demand stuff on your little TV, right. um, you can get it from there October 30th. Please support because, hello, mm-hmm. 
it's a black horror movie. We don't get a lot of those. We don't. So I think it's going to be good. Um, the trailer is on YouTube. It's called Spells. So please check mm. it out, guys. I know I will be in the daytime, though. Because I, I can usually watch horror movies anytime, but that actually sounds terrifying. That, yeah, I um, can't go to sleep off that. <laughs> I, can't, I yeah. can't rest my eyes and go in my subconscious with that shit in my spirit. No. That's yeah. Not. I'm gonna have to pray a little bit um, mm-hmm. and pray God to, to watch over me that night. Yeah, <laughs> because I let the devil in. <laughs> that is so serious, though. I'm like, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> okay, so next, I'm excited for mm-hmm. if you guys um, have heard of the movie The Witches that came out in the 90s. It is a. Um, it was a, originally a Ronald Dahl book. So if you guys don't know who Ronald Dahl is, he used to write like children's novels he wrote charlie and chocolate factory mm-hmm. i think james and the giant peach mm-hmm. and one of his books was the witches i used to read when i was a kid and they made it into a movie in the 90s super iconic movie starring angelica houston if you've never seen it it's on netflix now oh i need to see it yes it's called the witches it's taking forever to get on netflix i absolutely love that movie okay um, but the one thing that always bothered me was there's no black folks in the movie and that bothered the fuck out of me so now in 2020 they will be releasing a reimagining of the movie the witches Mm -hmm. and it's going to be starring none other than octavia spencer i mean get it sis get it so it's going to be on hbo max and Mm -hmm. i'll read a little bit more so in the if you don't know anything about witches it's basically it lives it's in a world where witches exist and they hate children and they do everything in their power to kill children but it's still a children's uh, movie and a children's book, y'all. So, um, and there's like a grand high witch. She's like the head witch in charge. Mm-hmm. And she basically tells all the other witches what to do. And basically it's about a boy traveling to a hotel with his grandma. And he encounters the grand high witch. And the other witches are having a convention about how to kill children. And, <laughs> and basically they turn him into a mouse. So... Mm-hmm. Him and his grandma have to figure out how to save the other kids that they're about to kill and then how to turn him back into a little boy. Wow. So that's what happened in the original movie. Watch the original on Netflix, though, and then watch this one on HBO Max on October 22nd. Yeah. But we'll get into um, more details about this reimagining. So mm-hmm. it was supposed to have a theatrical release, but Avi <laughs> now has to go on HBO Max. Period. And the description that they have is, based on the timeless story, the reimagined Ronald Dahl's The Witches is flying into your homes. (laughs) (laughs) See what you did there. See what you did there. Mm -hmm. Um, Premiering (laughs) exclusively in the U.S. on HBO Max on October 22nd, Robert Zemeckis, the Oscar-winning director and master storyteller, brings a fresh sense of humor along with warmth and the unexpected to what is sure to be a Halloween favorite. It's a wickedly funny and heartwarming tale about a young boy who stumbles upon a secret coven of witches and with the help of his loving grandmother must try to stop their evil plan to turn all the world's children into mice. Um, it's something that the whole family can enjoy this, this holiday season. So Anne Hathaway will be playing the Grand High Witch in this reimagining. Mm-hmm. Octavia, Octavia Spencer will be playing the grandma. Nice. Um, I believe the little boy that we play, the little boy, is Jazier <laughs> Bruno. Hmm. Stanley Tucci, if you're familiar with him, I love oh, him. Oh, I love him, yes. I love him. I so love some playing. fucking Stanley Tucci, yeah. He's so good. 
so good. He'll be playing so the hotel manager, okay. which in the original, the guy that played Mr. Beans, if y'all know who that is, yes. he had like big eyes and he's so funny. He played the hotel manager in the original. He was so hilarious. So hopefully Stanley okay. Tucci will pass the torch. Yes. Um, and then Chris Rock will be narrating. Oh, cool. So it sounds like everybody hates Chris. Because <laughs> 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 yeah. they're going to be And I think Chris Rock talking, his voice yeah. is like, I think that hates Chris. But um, definitely watch the trailer. We will be dropping the trailer on our Instagram page by the time nice. you see this later in the week. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's on YouTube. And I'm super excited. Oh, and Kenya Barris wrote the screenplay. Oh, cool. Okay, so, okay, I think it's going to be funny then. I'm going to watch it then. I'm like, okay, good. Yeah, so it should be funny. I've been yeah. seeing, I like, y'all know I like to see what other people think, and other people mm-hmm. on YouTube were saying it looks boring, but I'm like, fuck y'all hoes. Like, y'all. How you going to say something boring? I had a theme it, like, give Listen, a Listen, as someone so. who is terrified of horror, a boring horror sounds right up my alley. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> and I'm hopefully... So- this one, so the original one, it is a kids movie, but it was it was kind of scary, but it was okay. still a kids movie. Like it wasn't like, oh my god, I'm terrified. Like the yep. other shit we just talked about. Right, right. But this one seems a little bit more like a little bit more kid friendly than the original yeah. one, and yeah. it's it's sure to be a delight. I yeah. think so. Yeah. Definitely, it sounds check like it it'll out. be more fun. A little bit more. Yeah. Fun with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be more fun if we have you know some fun folks but the trailer is really cute because they featured the song it solved the problem that i thought the original had of not having any black folks or any yep. people of color really so that's exciting to see mm-hmm. so progression is all i can say growth yay growth. so shout out to that Mm-hmm. All right, next is something else I'm really excited about. Out, out of Twist Scientist is a series that's going to be in works at Netflix, and the Obamas will be producing. So it's an animated series based on the book series, Ada or Ada Twist Scientist. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be produced by Brock and Michelle Obama's Higher Ground Productions. Didn't even know they had that. Yep. Fuck mm-hmm. And Chris Mee, Harry Grant, who is our nigga, one of our niggas you should know for this episode, Seriously. should be the showrunner for the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and the book series, just to shout them out, is written by Andrea Beatty and illustrated mm-hmm. by David Roberts, so shout out to them. Nice. Featuring a little black girl scientist. Um, and the show will explore her helping people through scientific discovery, Aww. collaboration, cute. and friendship. Oh, That's really cute. Um, so it will have 40, 12, 40, so it'll be 40 12 minute episodes. Dang. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking more, you know how, um, oh, what is a Cartoon Quibi? Network? Oh, Cartoon Network. Oh, so yeah. Like the, like, the, like, the Hunger Force type shit. Right, right. So even, I remember watching, I love Steven Universe, thanks to the other part, the read. But they have like, so one episode of like 30 minutes will have two little episodes oh it's so like the way they used to do it like yeah. rugrats and spongebob and shit so yeah, that's, yeah 15 minutes. that's what i'm guessing the way they're saying it but yeah so the, it'll equal out to 20 episodes overall if they put them together maybe. yes that part so okay so 40 mm-hmm. 12 minute episodes in its first season and it will launch in 2021 mm-hmm. so the log line for y'all who like to read log lines Ada Twist follows the adventures of eight-year-old Ada Twist, a pint-sized scientist with a giant-sized curiosity who aspires to, 
to discover the truth about absolutely everything with the help of her two best friends, Rosie Revere and Iggy Peck. What cute names. Ada unravels and solves mysteries for her friends and family, but solving the mystery is only the beginning because science isn't just about learning how and why and what. It's about putting that knowledge into action to make the world a better place. Oh, that's, that's so, so cool. That so, so Netflix says that the series will also have real scientists to inspire young viewers mm-hmm. and... Um, and then the article from Shadow and Axe also has other direct quotes from Carrie Grant, which I would I'll read when I talk about her later. Nice. Um, so yeah, definitely check that out on Netflix. It will be launching 2021, like we said. So a little no, actually that's not a little minute because 2020 about about over. Shit. Yeah, it's, so, it's gone, 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 gone. <laughs> Wait a couple months and then you should probably get some more updates mm-hmm. about Ada twist scientist all i know is definitely something that's needed i don't think i've ever seen a little black girl scientist yep. on the screen so and we need more women in stem period so yep. the only well i don't know if she counts as a scientist but uh doc mcstuffins she's a doc McStuffins, yeah yay. she's a doctor so i thought that's a cute series but i think you're right when it comes to scientists because a doctor is different from that, that i think that is absolutely correct Yes, and I believe Carrie Grant, who was a showrunner for this show, worked on Doc McStuffins too. Oh, well, come on, so, sis! Come on, come on! You better. So we're Go gonna ahead. Find She's obviously the shit. So Period. shout out to her and shout out to the Obamas for bringing Ada Twist scientists to life, and shout out to the people who wrote the original book series. Yeah, I think a lot of people forget that most of these shows I'm watching are adapted from books. They so love the IP in these streets, honey. The executives yeah. are like. Has it been written before? We don't want to see it. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Well, wait a minute. I, it's still a good idea. Is it a book? Is it a novel? Is it a poem? Right. Is it a haiku? I'm like, well, no, I don't think it is. Then they're like, not no. a haiku. <laughs> I'm like, my God. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, IP is the name of the game in these streets. Yeah. So we need to be paying homage to the people who actually create these ideas yeah. with their beautiful books, because books are never going to go away. And I think they're so important. So shout out to the people who created the series, so the book series, so that we could create the Netflix series. Ada Facts. Twist or Ada Twist? I don't know how to pronounce it. Ada or Ada Twist scientist. Yeah. On Netflix 2021, Happy Little Babies watching it. Y'all better. Because I'm watching to make sure y'all watching. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that brings us to our last news story of the day. Um, Issa Rae launches Hooray Production Company, which is going to bring together her current Issa Rae Productions and Radio, which is her record label. Um, she loves using Ray. Somehow her name. Hooray Radio. <laughs> Got it. So cute. Though. So, oops. Um, let me get back to Zoom, y'all. My Zoom no crap that. So, Lisa Ray is hey. relaunching. So, okay, so she's just relaunching her production company under a new name. Either way, it's still it's still a bag. Um, Period. So, Ray now encompasses what was originally Easter Productions, as well as the management company, Color Creative, which I didn't know Color Creative was a management company, but shout out oh, to that. Oh, so they kind of merged, yeah. it sounds like. Yep. They're merging, merging. They're merging Easter Productions, Color Creative, and her music label Radio into one to make things easy for the gals. So, according to Variety, who raised who raised upcoming projects include HBO's docu series Seen and Heard, comedy series Trey Cunt. I think that's what okay. that is. Okay. HBO, HBO Max's Rap Shit. 
Ghost in the Machine, Mm -hmm. Monkey Paw Productions and Universal's Sinkhole, and Spyglass's Perfect Strangers. So I believe Seen and Heard, Don't Quote Me, is her docuseries that she's going to talk about Black TV. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what Trey Cunt is, but interested for sure. Yeah. Um, I think Rap Shit is the one where she talks about a a rap group in Miami trying to make it. I think. Definitely going to watch it. I remember her talking about that. Don't know what Ghost and Machine is, but I've heard that name a thousand times. So that must yeah. be a remake of something. Yeah. And then Sinkhole, I think, was the thing that she's working on. Issa is working on with Jordan Peele about yes. Sinkhole. Yes. Um, <laughs> the project about uh, Sinkhole. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then I don't know what Perfect Strangers is, but look oh, it up. It's from Spyglass. So, Sarah Rastagi, I don't know who that is, but shout mm-hmm. out to her, mm-hmm. has been promoted to the position of Senior Vice President of Development at Hooray. Hey. And will report to, I know, claps for her. And will report to Hooray Film and TV President Montreal. Okay, Montreal. President. So Rastagi has said that working with Ray and the Hooray team has been refreshing and rewarding. Issa invests in people. Shout out to her. She Amen. Does. And has cultivated an empowering company culture that allows us to take big risks, hey. challenge ourselves, and industry norms. She continued, I decided to continue growing with the company. In short, hooray. See what you did there, girl. Um, <laughs> uh, so, and then they added a blurb at the end of the Shadow and Act article that says, Ray's upcoming acting roles include the next season of Insecure. So shout out to I mean. her for it widening her bag so she she consolidated but what that does is actually widen her bag Mm -hmm. and anybody who's getting into this business you need to be thinking about how you're going to make money on all the coins guys if you haven't noticed i love the Mm -hmm. coins and i'm always thinking about how to make them and i think Issa Rae is the same way so always be thinking about the business side of things you cannot just be thinking i know it's nice to just think about the creative side of things but you got to think about your coins first and foremost okay mm-hmm. because the coins are, are what allow you to do what you want to do without yep. living in a plastic bag on the side of the road True. So, <laughs> so think about your coins guys and definitely watch Issa's business moves that she makes so that one day it can maybe guide you into the business moves that you want to make but owning a production company is always always it for me so mm-hmm. Yeah, that is our news. Some great stories. Definitely shout out to all those projects and all those people we mentioned. Look them up. Support, support, support everything we talk about, guys. Please. 100%. 100%. And with that, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, yeah, we'll be right back. Hey, y'all. We are back. Been a minute. I know you missed us, but uh, you know, we back here with the main segment. And just like we said earlier, um, we're doing a script read this this week. And you know, there's been a lot of buzz around this show, so we were able to find the pilot of Lovecraft Country, and we're gonna read that today. Hey, hey, hey! For those of y'all um, who don't know what Lovecraft Craft Country is. I'm going to read a little bit from the, um, well, first of all, it's an HBO Max series. Uh, it's a drama. And um, yeah, for those of you who don't know, it's based on Matt Ruff's novel of the same name, Lovecraft Country. And it follows Atticus Friedman, who is played by Jonathan Majors, as he meets up with his friend, Leticia, excuse me, Leticia, correct? Yeah. Leti- yeah. Leticia. 
Letitia, let me get it together, um, played by Journey Smollett, and his uncle George, Courtney B. Vance, to embark on a road trip across 1950s Jim Crow America in search of his missing father, played by Michael Kenneth Williams. So this show, it has a whole bunch of heavy hitters. Um, if you didn't know, but now you know. Um, the It begins basically a struggle to survive and overcome both the racist terrors of white America and the terrifying monsters that could be ripped from the Lovecraft paper book paperback uh, book. Lovecraft Country executive produced by showrunner Misha Green, along with J.J. Mm. Abrams, Jordan mm. Peele, Bill mm. Carrario, Yan Damange, um, Daniel Sackham, and David Noller. Whew, so many people. Um, I just know the three big names. Uh, <laughs> Misha Green, J.J. Abrams, and of course Jordan Peele. The rest of them, I'm sure, are very important. Know them as well, too. I just want to keep it real. Uh, wasn't Misha, she was, uh, she did Underground, right? Yep. Yes, 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 yes. Excellent. So this, she did, she did that. This, I, I mean, from all accounts of what I've read and what I've been watching, this is a hit, period. Um, anytime there's a new episode out, I see like 20, 10 billion think pieces. And I'm like, well, if, think, if, they, if everybody's writing a think piece about every episode coming out of here, child, it's good. And I've been keeping up with it. It's been hard because I'm not a horror person. But, um, and I don't know if you even classify this as horror. There's some scary elements. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool, 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 cool. So I've been, I've, been, I've been holding on strong, but it's great storytelling. So uh, for those of y'all off the top, we'll be reading the pilot with the way it was written. And we've noticed that there were some changes. We read it while watching it on screen as well. So you, it's fun to actually read and watch because you could see what made it on screen and what didn't, and if you agree with it or not. Um, so yeah, spoiler, if you have not seen Lovecraft Country, we're gonna spoil some stuff through the thing. Um, so be prepared. Um, and yeah, so we chose kind of like the two scenes that I think really stood out to us and we're going to go ahead and read it and we're going to talk about kind of the differences that we saw, you know, why we picked it, you know, from both ends and yeah, we're going to get into it. So the first scene, um, I love because I remember watching it first. That's how I, I knew the scene, of course, but um, it was when uh, Letitia, played by uh, Journey Small, so Letitia, George, played by Courtney B. Vance, and Atticus, they are on a journey, and they are going to find this place, uh, I believe it's uh, uh, Ad, Ad, Adderham, Massachusetts, Ar somewhere in Massachusetts, Artem, come on, yes, remembering cities, so Artem, <laughs> Uh, Massachusetts. They're going on this journey. Uh, again, Atticus's father has been missing for a while. He's not sure what's happening to him. So he's going and he found a letter to lead him to where uh, he thinks his father is right now. On this journey, they're going through some towns that are shocking, racist. Um, and so they're on this journey, the three of them, and they stop to eat because they're humans, they need to eat, and they stop at this diner. So the way it was seen on screen was um, they stop at this diner, white people decide to get out because how dare the blacks sit down and eat? Oh, how dare they? And they, the owner or the, the person working the shop decides to call somebody to try and chase them out of town. Now, I love this diner scene because when you watch it, spoiler alert, 
all you see is the two men, um, Atticus and George, sitting at a table, kind of going back and forth with each other, kind of sharing some pertinent information we'll get into when we read it. And you see um, Letitia, played by Journey Smollett, run out of, like, just sprint the fuck up out from the bathroom. And she was just like, move your asses, we gotta go get the fuck up. I mean, she was, she was gone, gone. And it just, no hesitation from both of them to get the fuck up and get the fuck up out of there. I truly love that scene because, child, that is the blackest shit I have ever seen on TV when it comes to some danger shit. Like, we see something, we running, we getting the fuck up out that motherfucker straight. No question, bitch, I'm Period. Gone. Period. Like, go. You can ask questions later. You need to get the fuck up and go. Right. P- like, get the fuck up, okay? <laughs> see what oppression does to you? We just be ready to run. Like, <laughs> goddamn. So, it's like, got a laugh and crying. <laughs> okay. Like, god dang. So, yeah. So, as we read through it, um, you'll see there'll be some, there are some changes. So there's some changes on the screen and we will read through them and talk about kind of like how we felt about it. Um, so yeah, so with this scene, I will be um, reading the narration. Um, Corey will be playing Atticus and she will be playing uh, Letitia. Also, they call her Letty in this. And I will be doing again narration and I will be playing George. So we're gonna get ourselves together. We have our scripts up. Right. Ready, sis? I'm ready. Here we go. (laughs) Interior Simmonsville dinette day. Just a counter boy and a customer at the counter in a pork pie hat slopping up the gravy on his plate with a biscuit. The bell over the door jingles as our heroes enter. Counter boy's eyes go wide as if they were green Martians teleported from Barsom. Pork pie's eyes turn to slits. Good afternoon. We're just driving by and thought we'd stop in and have some lunch. Pork pie slams his fists on the counter, storms past them out the door. A beat. Counter boy just gaping. I suppose we'll seat ourselves. He ignores the warning look from Atticus and takes a booth. Atticus reluctantly joins. Letty heads past the table. Letty, just visiting the ladies' room. She disappears in the back as the counter boy brings menus over. Thank you. What's good here? The counter boy tries to stammer out an answer. Can't. Why don't we just start with the coffee? He nods and quickly retreats. Atticus watches as he fumbles with the coffee pot, nearly dropping it when the phone rings, as counter boy disappears to answer it. Doesn't look like the Simmonsville dinette is making the guy. The tip was from a few months ago. The place is obviously under new management. You think so? Yeah, okay, but we're here now. Doesn't mean we have to stay. We can get back in the car. We're only, what, two, three hours from Marvin's? George snaps. We're here. We have every right to be here. I'm a citizen. You're a citizen and a veteran, for God's sake. Our money spends as good as anybody else's. Atticus is quiet, feeling for his uncle. The weight of Jim Crow can't always be carried with grace. Ooh, what a, what a mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. Those biscuits and gravy did smell pretty damn good. I think that's what I'll order. He looks around, can't quite put his finger on it, but something just feels 
off. Uncle George? Yeah? Atticus notices the walls are covered in the same whitewash as outside. His spider senses really starts to tingle. You remember that time I was little and you, me, and Aunt Hippolyta took that trip to D.C.? Of course, right before a horse was born. What makes you think of that? Atticus looks to the ceiling. Bright new wood. And the floor? New linoleum, excuse me. Why is the White House white? War of 1812, British soldiers put the executive mansion to torch. Then later, when the slaves rebuilt it, they had to paint the walls to cover up. The burn marks? Maybe your trip was good. Maybe Lydia was friendly and someone had a problem with her. And just as he said that, sirens filled the air. The fire truck blasts up outside. Suspenders, pork pie, and three firemen climb out of the fire axes and bats. Atticus and George are on their feet. Anxiety rocketing. The back door. It'll be better to make a stand here as they funnel in than be caught out in the open. Get ready. Atticus moves behind the counter, searching for anything that can be a weapon. George bangs on the bathroom door. Letitia, girl, we got trouble. There's no answer and no time. Atticus has found the knives. Uncle George. He slides a knife over, the biggest he could find. They square up, the firemen advancing in the diner. Then something distracts them. Something Atticus and George can't see off to the left. Pork pie runs out of view, followed by three of the others. Then a fourth. Suspenders is the only one left in front, but his attention is on whatever's happening out of view. Atticus and, Atticus and George move to the window. Straining to see what's going on, the brown mare's somehow gotten free. It's going wild as pork pie and the firemen try to corral it. It rears up, kicks one of the firemen in the face. Honk! Wood pull, pulls up to the door. Excuse me, Woody pulls up to the door. And when we say Woody, that is the car that they're referring to for the audience. Letty behind the wheel, she waves at Atticus and George to get their asses in the car. Exterior country road day. Letty blasts down the road. George next to her, then Atticus. I came out of the bathroom to hear that chicken shit son of a bitch tell somebody on the phone about us before he ran out the back. Thought we might need a distraction. We may need another one. Out the rear window, the fire truck is coming fast. Pork pie leans off the side, a gun in his grip. Bang! Get low and stay low. Atticus flips into the back, pulls his father's colt out of the duffel, pops the back window open. Bang! It's mayhem as he trades fire with the fire truck, adrenaline racing, everyone talking over each other. Don't kill anyone, just get them off our backs. I'm Go trying. faster. I'm going as fast as I can. Bang, bang, bang. We've got to get off this road. George grabs his maps. Letty swerves to avoid bullets. Dang, girl, keep her steady. We're being shot at. Bang, bang, bang. She swerves again. There's a turn up coming up. You, you see it? On the left? Right. Are you agreeing with me or? It's, it's on the right. Bang. The cult clicks empty. Atticus reloads. They're gaining on us. Slow I'm down. not going to miss it. it. 
bang, bang, bang. The turn's coming up fast. Woody'll spin out. Shut up and let me drive. God damn it, girl, you going to crash us. My name's not girl, it's Letitia fucking Dandridge. In the show with Lewis. <laughs> okay. Letty cuts a hard right fishtailing onto exterior another country road day without letting on the letting on the gas navigating woody like a formula one racer the fire truck has to slow down to make the turn letty's created just a bit of distance between them they're out of the shooting range but there's little time to celebrate as atticus catches a blur of silver on the corner of his eyes the dilemma the dilemma excuse me the dalmer the Dolmers. The I'm sure it's a kind of car that I don't know, audience. Forgive me. The Dolmer. A parallel road that's merging with theirs up ahead. Letty, I see it. Woody bears down on the point where the two roads meet. The Dolmer neck and neck with it. A drag race. Our heroes can only watch as the distance closes. Hearts in their throats. George folds under the pressure. Let up. I let up that fire truck's back in shooting range. The Dahmer gets closer and closer. Atticus folds now too. Letty. She still doesn't let up. Letty. And just when it looks like a crash is inevitable, the Dahmer lets up, cuts in behind Woody, cutting off the fire truck. And just as it's about to smash into the silver car, it's just sideways as if by some external force. The fire truck tumbles off the road. Firemen fly as it flips end over end in a cloud of dust. Letty doesn't slow down to see the aftermath, but the Dahmer skids to a halt sideways. The driver's doors pops open and out climbs a white woman in an impeccably tailored man suit, mid-twenties, who we'll come to know as Christina Brightweight an exotic and electric presence. She sends Atticus a devilish grin before she's engulfed by the dust cloud from the crash. End scene. Ooh. My lord. Ooh, what a Man. scene. That scene, that scene, child. That scene right there. Well, that was a great scene. Yeah, that was a really good scene. What do you think of the differences and one of the main differences i saw from the screen to the paper if you will the script was that in the in on screen we saw letty just rush out like we said before (laughs) and she didn't create that distraction but here in the um script we see that she created a distraction and that the fire uh the people that were chasing them they actually george and atticus encountered them in the diner but on t on the screen we didn't even see that close encounter we just saw them book the fuck out of there and it just went for the chase so what did you what did you think about like that comparison yeah so yeah so in this thing letty she was in the back and then she did rush out like you said mm-hmm. and i'm thinking that they cut that out for time reasons mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe they just need to get to the point faster because yeah. in a lot of we tend to add fluff even veterans can add fluff yeah and sometimes that just has to be cut out because you just gotta get to the point mm-hmm. so um they probably cut out all that other shit because they're like hey we just gotta get to the point and mm-hmm. also maybe because it was just easier to get into the action yeah because in the script this script that was written this is probably like an earlier draft they had letty 
make a distraction for them, mm-hmm. like you said, and have the fireman get distracted by the horse, and that's how they got away. Mm-hmm. But in this one, Letty just rushes out. In the movie, and not in the movie, in the actual show, yeah. what made it to the screen, Letty just rushed out, like you said. So I'm guessing they just wanted to get straight to the action mm-hmm. and just cut back on the time because sometimes you just got to, for sometimes you got to cut out stuff that's not aiding, pushing the story forward. Yeah. So I'm guessing maybe that wasn't pushing the story forward. So they're like, okay, we just got to make this shorter. How can we get to the action faster mm. and cut out all the stuff that just doesn't need to be there. So I like, I'm with you. I like what made it to the screen. I think it right. was cleaner, cooler, and it just, it got straight into it. Mm-hmm. We're on a car chase. These motherfuckers are shooting at us. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that a lot better. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if in the screen it was the actual firemen that were chasing them. Right, yeah. Truck. I think it was just they were in like a black truck, truck. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I wonder why they decided to switch that. Don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe for stylistic reasons they couldn't Maybe. find an old school fire truck Maybe. that works enough mm-hmm. <laughs> for mm-hmm. them to be chasing. Who knows? There's a bunch of yeah. different reasons why things get changed like that. But that was just yeah. the thing I noticed yeah. about yeah. that scene that was that was different but the dialogue i remember the dialogue being the same because yeah. like some quotes i remember from the script i remember hearing those. so the dialogue is really similar to me yeah no i completely agree yeah and i think on screen it like really like it starts the action really quickly especially with her just running out and they do a good job i think they kept the part where it was building up where he was atticus was talking to george about like you know why did you they paint the white house white again and it was just like because to cover up the burns right so knowing that the place that they were going to was supposed to be a safe space right for blacks traveling throughout the and i think the the movie points to the quote-unquote the historical green book if you will like where black Mm -hmm. people shared with each other places that were safe but again you know they were trying to figure out this looks super brand new what's going on and they kind of uh in a way tell the audience like this used to be a good spot a couple months ago, but they found out black folks were being allowed to eat here. And so they burnt it up and changed it anew. And so they came, you know, right after that had happened, causing them to be, you know, targets, unfortunately, in this situation. But it really did a great job of building the tension, the action. I mean, I was just like, ooh, the line that you said, oh, I forget the line that you said, but it was like something where it was like um, George snapped and it was like, sometimes you can't carry the load of Jim Crow's Crow out of grace all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, ooh, come on with this description. <laughs> come on. Right? I was like, oh, oh, okay. I didn't know you could describe it like that, but well done. I mean, goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So if y'all haven't seen it, definitely watch it. Oh, another one thing. I don't know if it comes up in the next scene for the audience, but um, the in the movie, the daughter of George, her name is D or in the in the show, excuse me. And then in the script, it was actually a boy. His name is Horace. So they switched that up for TV, which I actually think was a great choice. But there was mention mm-hmm. earlier of Horace. And if you were confused, it's because um, in the show it's actually a girl character and in the script it was a boy character yeah so yeah so that's that so now we're gonna move on to the second um scene that we are going to read um i'm gonna get myself there but this while you know we get ourselves there 
wanted to like set up the scene for you. So also in the pilot, um, there are so many chases, my God, like it was such an adventure. <laughs> but um, this chase was actually, I think, super, super scary because this is where um, George, Atticus, and Letty um, encounter the sheriff of uh, Devon County. And for some background, it's a sundown town. So for those of you guys who are not familiar with the sundown town, it was, I mean, back in the day, I pray, but you know, I haven't researched all, you know, we have archaic laws in this country. So back in the day, there have were country, there were county cities that were known as sundown towns, meaning black people could not be out after um, the sun or they would risk being killed by white people. Um, usually white people with authority, but you know, back then, you know, willy nilly didn't give a fuck, you know, just killing blacks whenever Bill they felt like it. <laughs> you know, so, you know, domestic terrorism and shit. Um, so yeah, so that's, and those cities were notorious for that and they, they made sure they enforced that because they were holding on to their racism, that that was their, their thing. So in this, our three characters, they get uh, run into the sheriff. The sheriff gives them some time to escape, essentially, but turns out it's a trap. And um, now they have to uh, escape these monsters that show themselves at night. And this is in this town that where they made it to to get to, uh, to hopefully find Atticus's father. So let's go. We're going to do... We're going to do page 54. Is that what we said? Um, 64 and 64. 73. There we go. 64 and 73. Yeah, so I'll go. be doing narration and action yes. lines. Yes. I'll be sure to hunt the asshole sheriff who yes. um, set them up. And then mm -hmm. I'll be playing good old Uncle George, one of my mm -hmm. favorite characters, who, who unfortunately, spoiler alert, he dies in episode two. So. God damn. <laughs> I was so sad. Child. I was like, come on now. My favorite character ever played by Courtney Vance that killed his ass off in episode two. So good. So, I'm a little mad, guys. Just want you guys to be prepared to be upset if you love Courtney Vance as, as much as I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, are you ready, Miss Judith? I oh wait, I'm on 64, 63, girl. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's mm -hmm. get into it. It's nothing to it but to do it. So, <laughs> starting. Exterior cabin in the woods night. Dilapidated, rotting wood, covered in overgrowth, clearly abandoned for some time. Our heroes push on the front door, but it won't budge. They put their backs into it and interior cabin in the woods night. Finally get it open. Surprised to discover the resistance was the result of East Church, which is one of the sheriffs, trying to board up the door. Move, shut the door. He starts boarding the door up again with the manic intensity of someone whose mind has snapped as our heroes catch their breath, still in the traumatized wake of what just happened. Hunt steps out of the shadows, that's the asshole sheriff, sweaty, bloody, one of his arms wrapped from a serious injury, so he was bitten on his arm, but it's not preventing him from holding his shotgun on our heroes. There's no more room at the end. Get out. We're not going back out there. Then I'm going to have to shoot you. And those gunshots, you're going to bring those things right to you. That breaks East Church from his manic work on the door. No, 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 no. We can't make any noise. Sheriff, please. Damn it, East Church. Keep it together. 
Hunt keeps his shotgun pointed right between Atticus's eyes. Atticus doesn't back down. Like it or not, we're going to have to work together if we're going to, to survive. Nobody moves. The moment stretches, finally. Finish getting that door boarded up before one of those things finds us. Atticus, George, and East Church get back to boarding up the door. Letty's eyes hunt, or Letty eyes hunts bloody arm. What are those things? Did you see it? I saw teeth before it bit me. They're fast. Too fast. The way it ripped Dalton in half. George pauses, still caught up by the insanity of it all. And their eyes, they're unnatural. What are you saying? East Church, you saw the same thing I did. It was eating him. Had to be some kind of animal. That wasn't a bear or a wolf. What else could it be? East Church pops like a balloon. I don't fucking know. Too loud, Letty shushes him. Anxiety spikes as eyes go out the cracks between boarded up windows. Did one of those things hear? A, bait, a beat of silence, then Atticus says what none of them can bring themselves to say. They're monsters, ripped right out of the pages of a pulp novel. Monsters don't exist. How else do you explain what we just saw then? That hangs as they all absorb it. It's a lot. Monsters are real. Hunt can't quite swallow it, but whatever those things are, there's a lot of them. We're not going to be able to hold up in here forever. He's right. We need more weapons. I shot one. Didn't even slow it down. They don't have any weaknesses. <laughs> the unnatural growls echo through the trees around them. Could be coming from anywhere. Listen to them. The children of the night. What music they make. What's he muttering about? It's a quote from Dracula. George's mind is turning. A hypothesis formulating. He is the whore buff in the family after all. I observed one while we were running. Your deputy's flashlight hit it and it cowered away like the light hurt. You think these things are like vampires? Both Atticus and George are surprised Letty picked up the genre ball and ran with it. I've read books, some books, too. Okay, I'm fine. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. So I'm reading the parentheticals so y'all can see how she's supposed to be acting out this line. So off their continued skepticism. Okay, fine. I saw the movie. Go on. If I'm right, it would also explain why we've been driving around these woods all day and didn't encounter one until the sun went down. So we just need to survive until sunup. Hunt breaks up the Scooby gang, holding up his flashlight. Say I believe what you all are saying. It's a long time before daybreak. We're going to need a hell of a lot more light than this. There's flares and Woody, which is the car. And the headlights will help, too. A plan is coming together. Even East Church is galvanized. We left your car on the side of the road near the country line. It's about 50 feet through the woods back behind this cabin. Those were closer. Big new urgency now. Atticus steps up like the motherfucking hero that he is. 
I'll go. I'll make a run for the car. No, you won't. You're too smart for your own good. Might get the idea in your head to leave us behind. Pointing his shotgun at Letty. She'll go. Atticus and George step between Letty and the barrel. It's not a chance in hell. I wasn't asking. Hunt cocks his shotgun, but Letty steps between the men. I, I can do it. I was all-star track in high school, remember? Plus, Tick, I know you say you don't need those glasses to drive at night, but I don't think this is really the time to test it. She swallows hard, scared, but trying to hide it. At least give it the flashlight. I don't think so. If your theory's correct, I'm going to be holding on to this indefinitely. Atticus and George level him with a cold stare. This asshole is reinventing the meaning of asshole. And I know that's right. I added that. <laughs> we can take the boards off one of the back windows so she can get out. George helps him while Atticus pulls Letty to the side, lowers his voice. You run as fast as you can. No looking back. And if you hear gunshots, don't come back. You drive for help. She's shaking like a leaf. Eyes glued on the pitch black beyond. The window George and East Church are prying boards from. Is she really fucking new on this? Letty, you hear me? Oh, that's me. Sorry, y'all. I'm fucking terrified. You don't even seem scared. Why aren't you scared? Atticus takes her by the shoulders, locks eyes with her. Because fear isn't going to save us. You are. Said without an inch of doubt. And damn it, if she doesn't believe him, she could kiss him right now. But exterior woods night, Letty runs like Jackie Jernah. Full out. Vaulting over fallen trees, branches whipping out of face, no looking back. Just get to Woody. Interior cabin in the woods. Night, Atticus and each church are at windows, eyes between the board slats, keeping lookout, poised for a fight. George is supposed to be doing the same, but his eyes are on Hunt in the corner with that shotgun. The sheriff's stifling a cough. He's pale, sweating, worse for the wear. Blood loss from his wound, or is it something more? George moves to Atticus, keeps his voice low. What happens when you get bitten by a vampire? Atticus looks to his uncle, answers that question in his head, which has his gaze warily turning to the radically deteriorating hunt. Exterior road along the edge of the woods, night. Letty blasts from the trees, slows to get her bearings, spies the county line sign down the road. Woody parked just beyond it. A familiar beat fades up, and even before Vincent Price's voice pipes in, we recognize the King of Pops ode to genre. So just to cut out of the script, so they added background, um, I guess, voiceover of Thriller mm -hmm. in the script, but that didn't make it to screen, but I would have loved. <laughs> I would have loved that shit. Oh, my God. I would have loved to see that. So mm -hmm. um, in the script, they're going to be adding in the voiceover of um thriller but didn't make it to, to the to the show if you're wondering but i would have loved to see that mm -hmm. so um vincent price's voice pipes in we recognize the king of pops ode to genre the foulest stenches in the air the funk of forty thousand years letty senses something behind her turns to see a shaga which is the name of the monster in the middle of the road 
too far away to see any real details, just its massive, undulating shape and those neon eyes. You can practically feel its mouth watering. And grisly ghouls from every tomb are closing in to seal your doom. Letty takes off for Woody, the shoggoth in hot pursuit. Interior cabin in the woods night, and though you fight to stay alive, your body starts to shiver. Hunt sets his I'd love the goddamn call. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> so good. Hunt, <laughs> Hunt sets his shotgun down, overtaken by coughs, vicious hacks that rack his body. East Church moves toward him. Sheriff, you okay? Atticus and George keep their distance. Atticus pulls out Letty's switchblade, motions for George to move for the shotgun when he has a chance. For no mere mortal can resist the evil of the thriller. Hunt's eyes roll back into his head, his spine rifts, his limbs convulse and shoot straight out like iron. Jesus Christ! East Church scrambles back, but it's too late. Hunt attacks him, ripping East Church's head off. Atticus and George exchange bewildered looks. Holy shit, this is really happening. They might have suspected it, but actually seeing Hunt transforming into one of those things is a whole different story. As they scramble to fight, Thriller will drive us through the following bedland. Exterior road along the edge of the woods night, Letty runs all out towards Woody. The Shoggoth closing the distance between them fast. She wrenches the door open, breathless from fleeing, dives into the Packard. The keys are still in the ignition. She turns the core over. Come on! Oh, sorry. Come on, goddammit, come on! It finally turns on, the headlights blinking to life. The Shoggoth is illuminated in the beam for half a second. Just a glimpse of its grotesque features, then it disappears into the shadows. Letty hits the high beams, then hits the gas, swerving off. Interior cabin in the woods night, Atticus and George are strong teeth, but Shoggoth Hunt fights with a psychotic disregard for his deformed body. Boom! The shotgun shell blows a hole through the rotted ceiling as Shoggoth Hunt twists the barrel from George's grip and knocks him clear across the cabin. Atticus stabs Shoggoth Hunt in the neck, but it might as well have been a pinprick as he whirls, lunging on Atticus, snapping at his neck with all his new teeth. George moves for the abandoned flashlight across the room as Atticus struggles to keep from being bitten. Shoggoth Hunt's jaw unhinges Ooh. past the normal... Ooh, <laughs> Mm. Past the normal human limit and like a gathering storm reverberating back from the back of his throat. (laughs) (laughs) You do it so well. I love it so much. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. (sighs) That's probably not what it sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) The unnatural noise coming from Hunt's half-human form is terrifying. George has his fingers wrapped around that flashlight rises to use it on Shoggoth Hunt, but bam, 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 Shoggoth Hunt has called the cavalry. Shoggoth bash against the boarded up windows and door. George swings the flashlight around, trying to get the monsters to back the fuck off as Atticus continues to struggle with Shoggoth Hunt. And just when all seems lost, honk, a flood of light breaks through the cracks of the boarded up cabin and George understands the horn warning dives out of the way just as crash, Woody slams through the front of the cabin. The high beams sent the shockers outside scrambling and the entire demolition of the front of the cabin gives Atticus the distraction he needs to wrestle Shoggoth Hunt into Woody's headlights where he dies horribly. A frozen beat. 
Letty is dazed from hitting her head in the crash. George is dazed from his swan dive. Atticus is dazed because he just killed the asshole racist sheriff that turned into a monster. And speaking of monsters, it's not over yet for our heroes. <laughs> we need to get out of here now. Interior Woody Knight. George has the pedal to the metal. Can't see more than two feet beyond his high beams as he swerves through the trees. Atticus has Hunt's shotgun. Letty has his father's colt. Wham! A shotgun slams to the passenger side. The frame buckles. Boom! Atticus fires a shotgun, shattering the window. Wham! The driver's side now. Woody careens wildly into the left as George tries to keep control of the Packard. Get the flares! He takes the colt from Letty as she climbs into the back. Wham! It's Shaga's versus Woody. Demolition Derby. George attempts not to hit trees as Atticus shoots through the windows and Letty is tossed around in back trying to get the flares. They pass over a bridge as the roof buckles. George hits the brakes. The Shaga on the roof tumbles over the hood into the high beams, scampers off with a piercing screech. Kawam! Another Shaga T-bones Woody. The Packard flies, tumbling wildly down a steep embankment. After four or five revolutions, it finally crunches to a stop, and it's Vincent Price's iconic evil laugh at the end of the thriller that takes us to blackout. An in scene. Woo! Woo! Ciao. That Ciao. was something. That was, yep, that was definitely something. <laughs> um, pretty, I mean, mm-hmm. kind of different. So yep. in this they it appears they got into an accident yeah trying to in the car and that mm-hmm. did not happen in the in the show so why do no. you think they switched it completely yeah i think it, it i actually kind of like the way they did it in the tv the what came to screen as opposed to what's read here because like it it like it moved the story forward i think a bit more so i think Mm -hmm. what happened in the tv in the tv yeah in the tv show is basically like you saw the the sheriff turn and everything we saw letty run to the car we saw all of that but when they came when she came she rammed through that whole um the abandoned building that they were staying in and she was able she had the lights on they were able to kill the sheriff and while the the shaggits the other um monsters were surrounding them there was this whistle that you heard and it called off the rest of the the shaggits and then Mm -hmm. after they got themselves back into the car i believe i I could have remembered it weirdly the next scene we see them walking and they are there at the morning yeah yeah they see them Mm -hmm. in the morning so it like it cuts kind of all of that other stuff out and it shows Mm -hmm. them disheveled it shows that they like fought and everything so that way to me even though this was really well written and you know the story kept going honestly from what we saw with all those monsters and everything and even when you see it if you get the chance to see it guys it is graphic i mean that was more than enough <laughs> we we really didn't need all the rest of the like shag gets more fighting and they fight like yeah. we get it it is some foolishness it is some hell on earth and i really wish i hope one of the um executives hear the sound that you made for the monsters and superimposes that because it's great like like yo i'm like i'm ready they sound like they about to do a freestyle like they sound like they about to set the club off like i love that sound like oh it's so good it was, yeah, ready, yeah, boy. Like, it was ready. 
ready and that would be very black so <laughs> love that but um so yeah i think they did a good job of like the cuts that they made even though this was a really cool scene and i'm sure if it made it to tv i'd have been like this is amazing i think it was yeah. good that they like cut it short so that it really moved mm -hmm. the story forward and we know like yo the monsters are real they are living in another universe this is crazy plus they got to deal with jim crow south and racism and shit so it's yeah. like how many monsters we gotta deal with what the fuck but yeah <laughs> Oh my God. What did you, think? did you think? They needed that extra scene or did you like the way they like cut it down? Yeah, I like the way they cut it down because I'm looking at the page count on this group that we have is 76 pages, which is mm, too long it is. for an hour long drama. So they probably mm -hmm. got this and was like, love it, well written, but we have to cut in some Something places gotta go. to get it down because the rule of thumb is that one page equals one minute. So I'm mm -hmm. guessing they just had to cut out anything that did not drive it forward and i'm sure it was very hard to cut out oh, these yeah. scenes because everything is great in this script mm -hmm. so it must be very difficult but i do agree with you that i liked it was more cleaned up in the show mm -hmm. you you saw you saw them so in the show um once the the shoggoths appeared mm -hmm. letty and atticus ran with the sheriffs and george got yeah. knocked down he stayed down and then letty and atticus were in the the abandoned cabin with the sheriffs yes and then george got up later he flashed one of the shotguns with the flashlight found out that they were sensitive to light yep. then he found them at the cabin and joined them and that's when he told them about their sensitivity to light mm -hmm. so i liked that better in the show because you're able it was a it was a, it was putting exposition there without it coming out of nowhere right yep in the script it was like george just randomly thought of vampires yeah and a note that they probably got was well why did he think of that you know yeah. like sometimes it's kind of like putting exposition in there just to put it in there right in this script but on the screen they were able to put the exposition in there and it actually makes sense yep. that george would have that thought yep because and then you're able to see george having that thought mm -hmm. so i like that they did it differently in in the show versus the script because the Absolutely. script was like they were trying to put the the exposition in there just to put it in there and mm -hmm. that's how i ended up changing it yeah um and also yeah so in the script they did have a car accident they actually mm -hmm. made it to the car and you saw them escaping in the car they had a car accident and then the whistle thing came but i actually mm -hmm. like what you said in the show how they cut all that out and you just saw, you saw Letty driving to the thing, driving mm -hmm. to the cabin, and you saw them putting all the flares out. Mm -hmm. and, and it was like two seconds, um, they showed them like squaring off with the monsters and then we cut to the next, the mm -hmm. next day where they're walking. I like yeah. that a lot better. Mm -hmm. I think that's cleaner. It gets straight to the point. Mm -hmm. And also it doesn't drag out this scene because the yep. scene is really intense. Yeah. And had it had gone on for any longer, a bitch would have been dead because <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. And I'm glad that it, it, they just they showed them throwing mm -hmm. the flares, right? And it showed the, it showed them throwing the flares, squaring off with the monsters. It showed the whistle. It showed mm -hmm. the monsters leaving, and then cut next scene next Come morning. On. We're done. We're done. So here it's over. And I like yep. that a lot better. Like you said, it's mm -hmm. it's just cleaner in my opinion. And mm -hmm. while it's all oh, this is great, like the 
the action signs that, sh- that Misha wrote here, mm-hmm. um, showing the crash and all the stuff that they had that she wanted them to have in this script is mm-hmm. very beautiful. Beautifully yeah. written, but yeah, I great totally job. Get why, why they had to, why they had to do it. So if you mm-hmm. have the chance, though, definitely find the script online and read it. It is a yes. beautifully written script, yes. and it will definitely help you with your writing. Reading the script, okay, okay, yeah. it helped my ass with my mm-hmm. writing. Perfect example of great writing, and now that you're listening and hearing how her script is different from what is in the screen, you're also able to hear what got cut out, so you don't include that and save yourself some rewriting work mm-hmm. in your own scripts. So, mm-hmm. All around, just, just well good. done, well, well done. done. She did a great job with this, and the whole mm-hmm. team, the whole team, really good job. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, we'll be right back after this and we're gonna um share some niggas you should know. Yes, motherfucker man. Hey y'all, we back. We are back, y'all. And mm-hmm. guess the fuck what? We hey. are doing our last segment, our niggas you should know mm-hmm. segment. And today I'm gonna be talking about Miss Carrie Grant, who I already talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. She is gonna be a showrunner for the new Little Black Girl Scientist show on Netflix, Ada or Ada Twist the Scientist. So just there's a, not a lot of background on her on the net, but what mm-hmm. I did find was that she was a Nick writing program alum of 0708. That's 2007, 2008. Go She's off. creative creative uh daytime emmy award i'm guessing for one of the shows that she um has worked on so i believe she's worked on doc mcstuffings which mm-hmm. we talked about i think that's the name of it. doc mcstuffings that's the yeah name it is doc mcstuffings you're right yeah um and then she's worked on another nick show so if you guys don't know much about the nick writing program so it kind of takes you along the path so you can work on Nickelodeon shows mm-hmm. so I'm guessing that's why her background is in Nick shows but that's what she likes to do and there's nothing wrong with that because uh, child, we gotta shape these babies minds I believe the um, children are our future child come on that's what Whitney Houston said child come on mm-hmm. um shout out to Whitney okay <laughs> so um I'm just gonna read some quotes from her about how excited she is to work on Add a Twist scientist so she said I'm thrilled to be partnering with Higher Ground to bring Add a Twist to the screen as a fan of the books. I was taken with the diverse characters, striking designs, and vital message that science matters. Plus, Ada fulfills my personal need to populate children's television with strong girls who aren't afraid to be the smartest kids in the room. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Period. Um, so Carrie also said it brings me immense joy to be part of bringing Add a Twist to the screen. As a young, curious black girl who grew up loving TV, I simply became accustomed to rarely seeing images that reflected me on screen. And the ones that did represented an anti-intellectual stereotype that led me to hide my own light under a bushel. Wow, that's, mm. a, good, that's, a, good, that's a good quote. Mm-hmm. To be a part of bringing a show to kids that features a young black girl being unapologetically the smartest kid in the room mm-hmm. in a world as diverse and visually stunning as the one created by the book series author and illustrator fills my heart to capacity. Um, so yeah, that's what Carrie said about being able to work on the show. That was a beautiful quote, by the way. Mm-hmm. Very, this very well put together. Yep. She said, I'm not trying to hide my light under a bushel. What? No. 
was. Wow. Mm -hmm. So very poignant um, statements that she made there. And we're excited to see her work on Add a Twist. Scientists, even though I only really watch, you know, Animation Kids shows, I'll give it a whirl. And mm -hmm. um, somebody got some little cousins or something who yeah. might be interested in watching it. Either way, if you have kids or know any kids, make sure they're watching this when it comes out next year. Shout out to Carrie Grant for bringing this to life. You the man. Are you the woman? <laughs> yes. Yes, that is so dope. And congrats to her for getting that, especially with partnering with uh, the Obama uh, production company. So that's yes. that's major. And congrats to her for, you know, show running that. So that's going to be us one day. <laughs> but um, yeah, shout out to her. Go off, Carrie. Um, yes, uh, the last nigga uh, you should know today, her name is Ingenue Elise. She is an actress within um, Lovecraft Country. She plays Hippolyta Freeman. But um, she's been in the game for a long time. First of all, you know, she is a actress and a producer. So let's let's be clear. She's been in theater, okay? She made a film debut in Girls, Girls Town, okay? She's also been in films of Men of Honor, The Caveman's uh, Valentine. We've seen her in The Help. Yes. We've seen her on some oh, police God. drama. She's in um, High Incident. She was also had some reoccurring cult roles on The Practice, True Blood, The Mentalist, played roles in a number of TV movies, one including Gifted Hands, the Ben Carson story. This was before we knew he was trash and abducted the, uh, the Carolina White story that came out in 2013. Now, you know, She's she's out here. You know what I mean? She's been a miniseries, The Book of Negroes, based on the best-selling novel, Lawrence Hill. And um, she had a period drama film, The Birth of a Nation. And um, she received a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Lead Actress in the Limited Series or Movie Nomination for her performance in the Netflix miniseries, When They See us okay so sis has all the credentials for you hoes i don't know if you've seen her she's gorgeous i mean even if she wasn't gorgeous she's gorgeous and <laughs> the sis has so much talent there was an episode not the recent episode of lovecraft country i believe it is called um as i am let me google that real quick i am it's called i am and it just focuses on hippolyta's character in love craft country it was beautifully done she did a great job it is a twist and turn of a story i won't spill it all for you i really love how lovecraft country really highlights some of the supporting characters you see in the beginning of the season you see them highlighted throughout um different episodes throughout uh the season so if you haven't seen catch up on it but her episode where she's highlighted and her acting chops are really like beautifully showcased is episode seven is called i am and she kills it she she totally kills it great story and yeah she deserves all the accolades she deserves all the attention she is that nigga you should know and don't you ever forget her period i know that's right mm. Mm. yep <laughs> that's quite right period oh my okay <laughs> okay on genou she's here she's been here oh Mm -hmm. And y'all better know it. And with Truly. that, we have reached the end of yes. the episode. This is a really fun episode. Yes. Um, just 
I mean, all of our episodes are fun, but I mm-hmm. loved being able to read the pilot for yeah. Lovecraft Country. Yes, and yes. it was just a good episode overall. And mm-hmm. thank you guys for rocking with us. Thank you guys for listening to all of our new listeners and followers. We love y'all. Thank yes, y'all so for much the, for the support. So yes. we will be, we are working on a survey for you guys. Mm-hmm. We'll have that out. So for the people who listen, we will be um, next episode, maybe, or maybe two episodes. We'll let you know how to do that survey mm-hmm. to let us know what you think of the show, any mm-hmm. suggestions you have. We may or may not use them because, you know, not all um, commentary is commentary that you should take into account. I'm just saying it. But we do want to hear what you guys think and what you guys like about the show. Or we are all open to improving. Um, mm-hmm. So we will take into account some of the things that you say. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of it. But mm-hmm. like I said, <laughs> just look out for the survey. Also, yes. we are working on an ebook, guys. Super exciting. We are wanting to put out an ebook talking about the foundational stuff that you need to know if you want to get into TV writing. Mm-hmm. So it's for the newbies out there who were once like me and Judith who knew jack shit mm-hmm. and just wanted something that kind of gave you, you know, just the shit about TV writing that you need to know. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be written in our voices, which is something that is not out there at the moment. A lot of the books are eBooks that are written in white guy voices, to be honest, because white guys are writing them, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be exciting to hear um, or to learn about that from a different perspective. So we'll be having more info on that at a Mm -hmm. later date. Yep. Also follow us on the socials. So yes. we have Instagram Tinseltown T. We have Facebook Tinseltown T. We have Twitter Tinseltown T. So it's all there for you. Yes, yes, yes. Definitely follow us on there. Engage, interact. We love it. Yes. Um. Also subscribe if you aren't subscribing and just listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Mm-hmm. Make sure you leave us a rating. Make sure you leave us a review. All those things help us yes. in our journey to grow our podcast. We've been working on this for over a year, guys. So anything you guys can do is um, appreciated. So subscribe, rate, review, follow on the Instas, support anything that we have coming out. It's all very much appreciated. And we love bringing the show to you guys. And thank you for the support. Yes. <laughs> yes, I agree with everything that Corey said. We'll definitely, um, yeah, we'll see y'all next time with another edition of Tinseltown Tea. We love y'all. Be blessed. Uh, stay safe and wash your hands. Wear a mask. Corona is real. I don't know if y'all, um, I don't know if y'all saw the news that um, Trump got the Rona. Um, for those of y'all who did not know, that's real, but it's real. So please take care of yourself. Do whatever you can to stay safe prepare you and your loved ones and yeah keep listening to the show and we love y'all love y'all <laughs> bye, bye.